It could happen at any moment. Yeah. And that's what you sign up for playing sports, right? When you start to take it even more seriously, when the training load is a lot higher, you're putting yourself at even more risk. And that's part of what you do to ultimately receive the reward you want back from it. Yeah. Just to play at the highest level that you're mm -hmm. capable of. So it's like, people need to understand that first and foremost. Oh, for sure, like, for sure. You are putting your body on the line. Yeah. And if you approach the game, you know, like in a way where it's almost like you don't want to get injured, mm -hmm. where, you know, like you're saying, like almost taking it easy. If you approach the game that way, you're almost more susceptible Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like when we tell kids when we're coaching or in the games and stuff, it's like when they're scared to go into a challenge or something like that, it's like that's the moments where you're probably going to get hurt. Right, because your yeah. body is not tense and prepared yeah, for the moment. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of a little bit loose mm -hmm. and also, like, mentally, too. Like, you know, you're, you're thinking about a certain thing, mm -hmm. a certain outcome. Where your attention goes, energy flows. If you're thinking about it, all you're doing is bringing those possibilities more to the forefront. Evan Bozeman, welcome back to the footy pod. We started. Cool. Yes, say it again. I was, this is the longest I've grown my beard out in a while, so I'm like, it feels weird. I know. I thought you were Hispanic when you rolled up on me earlier. I'm trying to get it like yours. I just got to deal with this because it's going in from my nose right now. Got to keep it trimmed, you know, around yeah. the edges. Yeah. That's the hard part. Oh, a little yeah. patchy on the sides, it looks like. But I know. Hey, you just got to be patient. It's my dad's fault, man. <laughs> this is like here, here, but I like don't want to do it yet. I need to get one of those brushes where you like has, like, the little needles in it. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The Have you little, seen those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the little roller thing. Oh, yeah, where it just kind of pulls the hair out. Yeah. Worth a shot, you know? Whatever you got to do, man. Yeah. There's a lot of methods out there. There we go. Well, I'm glad to have you back. Yeah, it's nice to be been back. I've been trying to uh, get this podcast going on my own. And, you know, <laughs> while I pretty much do all the work anyways, um, <laughs> it is nice to have your presence on this show. To bounce ideas off of and, uh, and keep some entertainment going on this show. Yeah, you know, it's nice. It's definitely nice to be back. I mean, we definitely got, both got really busy for a bit, but definitely looking forward to getting the podcast going back, back normally again. Yep. I enjoy We're talking about just everything, you know, random stuff. Just anything. Yeah. Anything. Anything in the world of a footy. Well, today we're going to talk about overcoming injuries, Oof. and that's something that you and I are yeah. both well uh, knowledgeable about. Yeah, it's one thing to put the podcast on hold for a bit. Yeah, um, <laughs> you're actually coming off a meniscus surgery yep. just recently, free of crutches and free of mm -hmm. knee brace, so yeah. uh, we're making strides, yeah. moving forward. Doing PT. Are you actually, though? Yeah, I'm doing that's it. That's the question. I am doing my PT, so... My uh, physical therapist, Emily Krenak, she's someone I've known shout since. Out. Shout out Emily Krenak. She's someone we've known, obviously, since college. And so the last surgery I had, I actually went in and saw her a couple of times. But her office is kind of far. And so with, like, the new job and coaching and everything, it's like, okay, what do we do this time? So she kind of – it's cool. She has, like, this app that they use at her work where basically it, like, puts all of the workouts in there. And she can change it and she can see if I'm doing it. And I can leave notes and adjust stuff. So it's just kind of on me to do it all. But, I mean, I feel like once you have, like, two of the same recoveries and then you go for a third, it's almost like you kind of know. Pretty much know what to do. Yeah, you know what to do, what not to do. And so, I mean, it's it's been good. I mean, I definitely feel fine with it. I had my last doctor's appointment, so I'm fully cleared. 
So I cleared a jog. I can't sprint yet. Can't really cut, but, you know, we're getting there. So I'd say probably like another month and I'll be fully back. What is fully back to you? Fully back is probably where I can, like, just go for a run or I can actually, like, move around with these kids and not be hesitant or not just, like, think. So you know? there's, no, there's no playing in Evan's future. Maybe indoor. <laughs> Maybe a real casual indoor. Maybe a beer league here and there. But, no, nah, I think the days of practicing once a week and then playing a competitive game are just kind of past it. He's hanging up the boots. I am, man. I am, sad man. Day. Oh, sad it's day. very sad, yeah. I think my parents are more hurt than I was, but, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just that time. Because like I told you before, even I got this one, like we were already kind of talking about hanging up the boots just because we were getting like a bunch of random injuries. Not me. I know. But me and my... I'll uh, play till I die. <laughs> me and my, my other friends that didn't play in college, you know, they still... But they're still, they still kick the ball around, and so we know we signed up for a league that was... That was, I mean, it was somewhat competitive. It wasn't like as high as you probably could have been playing, but it was something I still enjoyed. But it's just like... I feel like once I get out there, there's no like just kind of chilling... Or like letting the game no work. Passion. Well, there's just no like not in your heart. It will, but I think that's the thing is like when I was out there before this last one, it was there. What I'm kind of meaning is like there's no like I can't just go out on the field and just like kind of get the ball and pass it off or go on one dribble or see a tackle and kind of pull out. Like if I'm in, I'm all in. And I so see. you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I am too. Yeah. So the passion's there. It's just like I'm in all. I'm all in. And it's you like can't hold back. Oh yeah. And I mean if this. Like, the last two, like, one of them happened, obviously, I got, like, kind of knocked over on it, but the other one was just myself, just ran, and it buckled, and it's, like... It could happen at any moment. Yeah. And that's what you sign up for, playing sports, right? It's like, you know, if you're listening to this episode, you're probably listening for a reason, maybe you're dealing with some injuries yourself, it's like, that's what you sign up for, like, you're playing a contact sport, Mm -hmm. there is a risk of injury. Yeah. Even if you're playing a non-contact sport, any oh, yeah. athletic activity, yeah. there is a risk of injury. And that's what you sign up for yeah. whenever you decide you want to play exactly. that sport. Yeah. When you start to take it even more seriously, when the training load is a lot higher, you're putting yourself at even more risk. And that's part of what you do to ultimately receive the reward you want back from it. Yeah. It's to play at the highest level that mm-hmm. you're capable of. So it's like people need to understand that first and foremost. Oh, for sure, like, for sure. You are putting your body on the line. Yeah. And if you approach the game, you know, like in a way where it's almost like you don't want to get injured, mm-hmm. where, you know, like you're saying, like almost taking it easy. Yeah. And that's As not, an adult, that's different, right? Yeah. But if yeah, you're yeah. a youth player listening mm-hmm. to this coming up or, <clears throat> you know, college, where, wherever you're at, it's like if you approach the game that way, you're almost more susceptible to injury. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like when we tell kids when we're coaching or in the games and stuff, it's like when they're scared to go into a challenge or something like that, it's like that's the moments where you're probably going to get hurt. Right, because your yeah. body is not tense and prepared yeah, for the moment. exactly. It's kind of a little bit loose. Mm-hmm. And also, like, mentally, too. Like, you know, you're, you're thinking about a certain thing, mm-hmm. a certain outcome, and it's like where your attention goes, energy flows, right? Yeah. And, like... If if you're thinking about it, all you're doing is bringing those possibilities more to the forefront. Yeah. So it's a physical. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me, I don't know what that was. <coughs> a little tickle in my throat it's there. A cool, cool. <laughs> Definitely cutting that out. <laughs> <Boys>. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Oh, bro. <coughs> Let me get some more water before <laughs> I continue. <laughs> it's like oh, you tried. Geez. It's like you tried I was to trying to hold you out. Try to go through it. And you couldn't get through it, man. <laughs> oh, at least you can delete it. You know. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We good now? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. What was I saying? About like trying to be more physical, and like if you don't go in physical, it's not as or you're more likely to hurt yourself. Right, so I yeah. mean, it, it's it's a, a physical battle, but it's also a mental battle yeah. more than anything. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about both those things, yeah. but you know, dealing with the injury in the moment is one side of it, but mm-hmm. then actually sustaining that into the different phases of your recovery, mm-hmm. like that's a whole nother thing, yeah. and that can be the most difficult part of oh, it. Yeah. Right, it's mm-hmm. not always the initial shock or pain or, you know, just disappointment of an injury. But a lot of times it's like the work that you actually have to do after the fact or on the flip side of that, you know, before the fact. Yeah. To help prevent those injuries or recover from the injuries that actually are the most, you know, grueling moments Mm. and, and trying times. And that can have an impact on your mental health as well. No, for sure. You know? Yeah. So yeah. the reason I asked you earlier, like, are you actually doing your physical therapy is because I know <laughs> from the last surgery, you were very lazy about that, Evan. Oh, and yeah. That's not a good thing. I know, I know, I know. And the weirdest thing is it was the other leg that ended up getting hurt. So it's like, Well, you know. that's probably because you didn't strengthen <laughs> the other one enough yeah. to create that balance that you need. Yeah. And it's you like know. there's so many little intricacies. Yeah about like Mm -hmm. your body that really no one understands unless you actually study that but players players don't understand that they don't know that until they actually go through it exactly so dealing with injury you learn about your body you learn how to take care of it the right way and what you discover as an athlete is that Mm. there are so many things that you have to do to take care of yourself Mm. and if you're not doing all of them Mm-hmm. then you're not maximizing your own performance. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think it's like obviously one of those things where it kind of comes down at like kind of what stage you are at in life or even just like what stage of your career you're kind of in. Because I mean, we both got hurt like in college and stuff like that. And in college, it's like, I feel like it's way different going through an injury than like when you're out of college, unless you're at a pro level or something like that. And right. I know there's plenty of people out there that like kind of take care once they do have like rehab, they take care of the body really well. But it's just like, for me, I would say just the drive wasn't there as much. Cause like in, in college, when I got hurt, it was okay. Get the surgery, get the rehab. But then you're also like, you have access to like a training room every day. You have, you're just going to class. You're not really having to work as much or, you know, you're able to kind of focus more on what you eat. And they actually have, you have someone there with you every day when you're at practice or doing your rehab, like they're kind of guiding you through it. And so that kind of makes it, obviously, makes it a lot easier because you have someone else to go through with it. Of course. Someone really kind of keeping their eyes on you. But, but yeah, and then even then, like, in college especially, I mean, you know it. There's, there's always – you're not the only one that's ever hurt. Yeah. So it's like you kind of have other people to lean on as well type of thing. So it was definitely weird, like, hurting it again after college twice because it was just like – I mean, at that point, I knew I wasn't going pro. I kind of accepted that. So then I think that definitely kind of played a part in just not really – 
rehabbing as much as I probably should have. Yeah. I yeah. think college is the only place, besides obviously if you're in a professional club, yeah, where you're going to have yeah that hands-on like mm-hmm. around the clock pretty much yeah support and mm-hmm. and, and treatment yeah right uh if you are dealing with any injury yeah. issues yeah um but even like even in college there's a lot of things that you have to do on your own mm-hmm. which you should already be used to at that point mm-hmm. from the habits that you establish as a youth player yeah as a youth player from seven or whenever you start playing all the way through 18 when you take that next step or maybe it's a little bit earlier for you if you're going Mm -hmm. pro right yeah during those times like you have to take matters into your own hands you may have people that you go to right Mm -hmm. for physical therapy for performance training for technical training for this for that but if we're you know directing this 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 message on this episode towards like youth players, yeah. then the things that they have to do is, is, you know, what they would be getting from those specialists yeah. on their just own doing time. It on your own. Exactly. Because it's just not feasible, especially no. in a Dallas, no. you know, you know, big city like yeah. Dallas yeah. to really have that support, like handy and no, close by, no. like you're going to have to travel, you know, yeah. you're gonna, and you know, you go to school and like you have other responsibilities. Mm. Your parents probably have other kids and, and, and it's difficult, right? Mm. So you, if if it's something that you're truly trying to, like, uh, be, which is a soccer player, yeah. that's what you want your job to be. Mm. You have to start to treat it like your job already yeah. early on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I mean, even like I know some people experience like that, even like at an early age. Like I know both of me and you, whenever we went to rehab after college, however many times, uh, we would see high school kids in there. <laughs> And, like, middle school kids in there yeah. and stuff, too. And, I mean, they're experiencing it a lot earlier, so they'll know exactly kind of what we're talking about. But, I mean, it is just what you're talking about. It's, like, the same routine of going to practice and even what we talked about with Josh, like making sure you're putting the right things in your body, you're focused, you're getting the right sleep, the rest, kind of all that stuff. It's, like, as long as you kind of have a good a good foundation of that, then that's just going to make it easier when you do end up getting hurt. Because, ultimately, if you get hurt and you truly love the game, all you're thinking about is, hey, can I get back there? Yeah. And maybe people, maybe you get back quicker than other people, but some people don't get back as quick. But regardless, as long as you're just kind of focused and doing your thing and taking care of your body, that's ultimately going to get you back to what you love the most. Exactly. And, you know, it's just going back to what I just said. It's like if this is what you love, if this is what you want to do mm-hmm. as a profession, then you have to be a professional. Yeah. You have to already act like a professional before you become that. Yeah. Because, again, where your attention goes, energy flows, mm-hmm. right? And it's like if you practice those habits, if you put your mind on, like, being what you actually want to become, yeah, your body's going to follow that, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's going to, you know, understand the patterns that are required to get to that level. But it, there are patterns, there are, like, you know, routines that you have to implement as a footballer if you want to maximize your mm. performance, as an individual and you mentioned a few of them like yeah. you know the diet the mm-hmm. r- recovery work yeah. like we've had a strength and conditioning podcast mm-hmm. um you know recently with with coach abraham um you know there's there's a lot that goes into it the mental side of it too you know you really have to like do everything and if you're not doing everything if you're missing any bit 
that's going to catch up to you in yeah. some way or another. Yeah. Exactly. And even like speaking of catching up on that, it's like, I mean, I'm obviously maybe a lot of these people don't know Conrad, but that's someone that you and I were obviously close with in college and stuff. And he was always the type of player where I remember whenever, before he got injured, I mean, you can make a testament to this because I didn't play, play with him. I played with him like one year. I think then he really got hurt. But the one thing that everyone knows about Conrad is his diet is poor. But he never gotten hurt, so he was able to like man loves his, his candy. Yeah, and his candy and his fast foods. Like his diet would be bad, <laughs> but he would be able to make up for it by putting in the extra work, like running a lot more and stuff like that. So then, when he did end up getting hurt, injured, and he couldn't do that extra work on the side, he just had to kind of sit it out. He was doing his rehab as he should have. He was doing this, but there's that good amount of time with any injury where you can't do anything. Right. Like there's no sort of other than maybe like sitting in a sauna or something like that you can't do much to get a workout in so it's like even sometimes you just you realizing what might need to change even if it's for like a little bit of time like even if your diet's good but it could be better maybe whenever you get hurt you need to make it like take those extra steps to make sure that whenever you do get back that you're actually able to get back how you were before yeah and not like getting back and then okay well now I'm back but I'm still going to need two, three weeks to get match fit again or two, three weeks to get this, these pounds I put on back off and then the muscle on, and then I'm going to be back to my full self. Yeah, there, there are phases to it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that was kind of like what I was going to get to next yeah. is like what are the steps that you actually take mm-hmm. to overcome an injury as you go through the timeline, right? Yeah. Like the moment that the injury happens mm-hmm. versus – the week of the injury, you know, yeah. and then as you go along, depending on the severity of the, of the injury. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I think with every injury, like we said earlier, there's the initial shock and the, yeah. maybe the pain, the disappointment oh, yeah. of being injured, knowing that you might be out for a considerable yeah. amount of time. Just worrying. Yeah, mm-hmm. worrying about like if it's going to be okay. Like our bodies are strong, you know, amazing things and so you know they can pretty much recover from anything Mm -hmm. but of course everything takes time so depending on how bad it is like it dictates how long you're going to be out of course but you know that that's always tough to deal with Mm -hmm. and a lot of times that first week is really just a mental battle more than anything yeah like just trying to have a positive mindset Mm -hmm. like understanding that it will be okay eventually exactly just focusing on the things that you can control yeah during that period exactly. so like let's just use like you know you for example yeah. you just had your meniscus surgery mm-hmm. yeah. um you haven't you know that's a you know it's a surgery right yeah, it's a yeah. Knee surgery but it's yeah. not like a major surgery no 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 um so what was like you know that first week like for you coming out of that coming knowing so that, after, after know, the surgery or the uh, first yeah, week coming, of getting hurt coming out of the surgery okay. knowing well okay let's let's rewind like yeah. back to when you first got hurt okay yeah right yeah. Because you thought it was my maybe a little bit more serious. Actually. Oh, yeah. So whenever I first got hurt, like obviously we said Emily before, like I kind of know, I kind of knew what it felt like. I knew something was off, just kind of how I was walking. But it felt worse than the other ones had before, which was weird. And so I met my, in my mind, I kind of like, okay, I'm already kind of thinking it's going to be something worse, which is definitely something you don't want to do. You yeah. don't really want to get in your own head. You don't want to WebMD stuff. You don't want to look it up. Like you just kind of, you obviously take care of it, go see someone who is like trained in that field that can mm-hmm. actually diagnose you. And so I kind of knew something was wrong, but obviously it was still like took a couple of days off, just kind of hanging out, talking to the right people. And then um, from there, just obviously I went and saw Emily 
quickly and then she kind of diagnosed it the best as she could almost like whenever someone gets hurt in like an NFL game or a prim she game or something like, like that ACL yeah case. it's like this is what I think it is yeah and then obviously you go and get it so then when I went and got it luckily found out it wasn't as bad as what we thought but definitely that first one I was more just kind of like annoyed in a sense yeah because after the last one I told myself I was gonna be done then I got back in and annoyed about to retire I know annoyed with the fact that I was about to retire I was like <laughs> of course and then obviously you just start thinking about all the other things I think that's kind of when you know you're growing up like obviously if you're in college college pays for it when you're growing up it's like, okay well I'm gonna have to pay for this it's like okay but it is what it is like it's not yeah. something that I went out and did on purpose but then from there is other stuff it's like, okay well now I can't coach for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. and so that was probably the most frustrating thing with me because I had started a new job Coaching was going really good. It was coming up on the summer. We were going to be busy. Content, a lot of coaching kids, whether it's camps afterwards, doing that stuff. And then even just, like, being able to do stuff during the summer, like just stuff as simple as, you know, going to ride bikes or going to play sand volleyball or trips or anything like that. It's like, okay, well, now i got to – okay. Got to think about my knee. Yeah, I'm going to have to deal with this for a bit. A little immobile. Yeah, a little immobile. But, I mean, I would say just – it was different now than it was in college because in college you're bummed because it's like the season's going on you're trying to get back for stuff so I would just say the most important thing kind of when dealing with it is just staying positive and then just like surrounding yourself around people that like that are your friends or that you love and stuff because at the end of the day they're going to be the ones that kind of help you take your mind off it yeah you know it's the worst thing you can do is just get bummed out enough to the point where you just kind of like get depressed get depressed so like just don't go talk to people about it don't go talk to your friends just kind of just do your own thing. That's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. And it's easy. It's oh, yeah. easy to fall into yeah. that, you know, in, in moments like that. Because, mm-hmm. like, you're a soccer player. Like, that's your what you identify yourself yeah. as. And, and, you know, it's like it consumes so much of you. Yeah. Where it's like if you're not able to do the one thing that you love, mm-hmm. that, like, you're the best at, that brings you the most joy and, yeah. like, fulfillment. Mm-hmm then it can completely change your whole perspective about yourself, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And I've definitely dealt with that. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sure, you know, many people have, whether they want to, like, admit it or yeah. not. But it's like, you know, coming out of that moment, you really have to, like, get a grip on that. Oh, yeah. And and not not let yourself fall into that trap because mm-hmm. it's very easy to just, like, let yourself go. Mm-hmm. And and so what you're doing in that phase, like initially after the injury, yeah. is just ultimately like creating a foundation to build yourself back up. Yeah, it's the very start of everything else you're going to go through over exactly. that however long period of time it's it is. getting the mind right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just lining the body correctly. Yeah. Which is, you know, your hydration. Like you got to make sure you're drinking a lot of water to just mm-hmm. flush out. Yeah. Your body and like, you know, just kind of like, yeah. like get everything circulating mm-hmm. properly because that's like the, what, how your body heals. Yeah. Like you need that. Mm-hmm. And you got to take care of the the rest, the, the icing, the yep. compression, the elevation, and then Depending on what the stuff. injury is, you know, you got to make sure you focus on like the mobility, like mm-hmm. getting your range of motion back and like doing that every single day. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I had my ACL surgery uh, a little over a year ago. Yeah. It's a lot of the same things that you're going to do with a meniscus in terms of, like, Mm -hmm. creating, like, like getting the range of motion back. It's just a quicker process. You get it back a little bit quicker, but Mm -hmm. it's, like, the the amount of time that you have to spend on it, like, each day is the same. Like, you Mm -hmm. need to do it, like, 
three times a day or at least like yeah. you know really if you're trying to like get back mm-hmm. quick you know and not your body can only heal at a certain rate like it's yeah. not just gonna like you do more work and it gets better faster like it still needs the time to heal mm-hmm. but you know if if you're really diligent about it like doing your exercises which are very basic and fundamental yeah um but doing them like on the top of every hour you know yeah. like mm-hmm. if you're like a full-time serious committed player yeah. and depending on the level that you're at like yeah. you know i think we're talking about more serious players yeah. at this point like you know if you're uh like in college or semi-pro like in that range where mm-hmm. it's like you have the time to like really dedicate yourself fully yeah. to it mm-hmm. um you i mean it, it is a full-time job oh, and that's sure. what i think that a lot of people don't understand you know like a soccer player trying to chase their dream Mm -hmm. they have to dedicate their whole life to it and you might feel like discouraged from that like Mm -hmm. people talking about like you need to go and like if you're trying to bridge that gap from college to professional or high school to professional Mm -hmm. like you're in that window where it is still a possibility for you Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know, you got to dedicate yourself fully to it. So it's not really time for a job or time for things like that. You got to, you know, if you are an adult, you got to be creative and figure out ways you can make money and support yourself. But you got to like do all the things you got to do. For sure. So the more time you have to like focus on your body and recover and do all those things Mm -hmm. mentally, physically, the better off you're going to be, the better chance you're giving yourself. And then we're also talking about kind of making sure you do do all you can. But then also whenever for those that do get injured, you like and you go see a, a PT or you have your doctor's appointment, stuff like that, like they'll they'll be very strict with you on what they want you to do and what they don't want you to do. And so it's important whenever you are injured and you're coming back just to like make sure that you're doing all that you can, but that you're not pushing it. And I think that's what one thing a lot of people tend to do when they get hurt, when whether they're like more so I would say like a younger age or even in college, like it's like people get hurt and then they are so quick. They, they want to get back so quickly because they want to help the team or they want to play and stuff where it's like maybe they don't exactly take care of it in the way they need by maybe they're actually pushing themselves too much or something like you get what I'm saying kind yeah. of thing where like I know like how whenever I was in college, like I wanted to get back quick. But at first they give you, OK, I want you to do this. X amount of times a day, you can do a little more if you want, but if you start feeling this, you need to stop. And it's just knowing that, hey, when you feel that, don't look at it as like, oh, well, I've, I've pushed through stuff before. I can, I can do this. It's yeah. important to know like, hey, like I'm doing this and maybe that's all I can do, but, that's, but I'm doing all I can do, which is good. And then maybe a week later, you're going to be able to do more. And then it just kind of builds up from there. But I know plenty of people that have been so, they just wanted to get back from an injury so quick that they kind of they kind of rush through everything. So like you were talking about making sure you're doing like the the little stuff you can every day. They're like instead of doing that, they want to push themselves a lot harder, maybe not focus on the small details as much just so they can get back and then they do get back and maybe it maybe it is good for like a practice or a game or something like that, but then they end up 
getting hurt again. And then it's just like kind of like a process or like a hole that they can kind of fall into. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's like, again, your body can only heal at the rate that mm-hmm. it can heal. Yeah. And everybody's body is different. Exactly. So it's about knowing your body yeah. and like listening to your body mm-hmm. and putting your ego to the side yeah. and exactly. just saying like, you know, I'm doing what I can do today Mm-hmm. And every day I just need to do what I can do. Yeah. And then it's naturally going to, you're going to be able to do more. Right. Yeah. And just like, you know, starting to get used to that mentality mm-hmm. translates to everything else you do too, because yeah. now you're not trying to like, you're not feeling the pressure of trying to equalize somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, or keep up with somebody else. But it's like, you become your own competition where yeah. you know the things that you have to do every day. And as long as you're, doing the things that you know are going to help you be the best that you can be, mm-hmm. then that's all that matters at the end yeah. of the day. And, and so that first week is like kind of s- laying the foundation, oh, yeah. like, you know, putting the building blocks in place mm-hmm. towards the rest of your recovery. Yeah. That first week can be like a killer for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, you just like get... we, when we say a week, we mean that initial period yeah. after the injury I, I would happens. probably say, yeah, like that initial period after the injury happens and then obviously you can kind of start to do a little bit more, but it's almost like that period where before surgery. Yes. In a sense, because typically you're going to be able to get your, more often than not, you're going to be able to get your surgery in a good time. Obviously with the whole COVID thing, that kind of hinders people's and other, however stuff is. But like, if you're talking about like a college player, or a high school player, it's like, you'll be able, you'll probably get hurt. You got to go see the doctor. You got to get your MRI, your x-rays, paying on insurance. Like you could be, you could be having surgery anywhere from like two weeks to like a month. And it's just like what you're doing in that time frame before the surgery. And you can already start to prepare yourself yeah. before the mm-hmm. surgery yeah. too. I know that was a big thing you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. And that can actually accelerate the yeah. healing process, mm-hmm. recovery process afterwards. Yeah. Um, you know, just starting to do some strength work, what you can yeah. do is like, you know, if we're talking about like I have experience with knees, he's got experience with knees, so I wouldn't be able to speak on other things, yeah. but it's all kind of the same concept. Yeah, and like, they call it what, prehab, right? Prehab. Prehab, like, yeah. And so that applies like pre-surgery, but yeah. then also pre-injury too. Yeah. But just building strength and like mm-hmm. doing the fundamental basics, like yeah. your body needs to be strong to be able to handle like the impact that it's going to take with the certain movements that you make as like a competitive athlete, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, starting to do some of that, preparing your body for that. But then once you actually have the surgery, yeah. there's another period there where you just are immobile. Oh, yeah. yeah. So then your diet is really critical. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you got to be eating right, hydrating right, like we said earlier. Yep. You know, working on your range of motion yep. like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Like just building up the foundation, even, you know, doing things that you're able to do physically yeah. just to keep mm-hmm. your body active and and not like just completely like stationary, you know, doing core work, upper body work, if that's what it is, like whatever it may be, just like doing something Mm -hmm. active that doesn't push you to the point of like pain and aggravation in whatever area that the injury is, because you're not trying to push past that, Mm -hmm. right? Like your body is telling you something whenever it tells you that it's in pain. Yeah, is because you're pushing it too mm-hmm. much. You got to listen to your body, go to the point of pain, and then back off. Yeah, and then just slowly build it up. And then one other thing I would say before we get like keep kind of like kind of going past the surgery part. One other thing I wanted to mention was um, 
like obviously that period of like the initial injury where you're not really mobile, kind of like after surgery. But then after that, whenever you are a little more mobile and stuff and you are able to actually like do stuff, a big thing that helped me in college and a big thing I mean, I think everyone should do, even if you do get injured, is like still remain a part of the team. So making mm-hmm. sure that like just because I'm on crutches or just because I'm in a brace or just because I can't play doesn't mean that you shouldn't still be going to practice. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't still be supporting your team at games. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't be just like around the team. Like, like obviously you can't practice, but you can still be there. You can – you can kind of, if you can help shag balls, you can shag balls. If you can help the coach kind of look at stuff, you know, the coach look at stuff, even like cones or anything like that, or even just like like sitting out there and just actually like watching practice, I remember was a big thing. When I got hurt specifically in college, because that was like my sophomore year and I still had two more years and I ended up becoming a big part of the team. But I think that's one thing that helped where I was able to like actually take a look back on the outside and I was able to kind of see – exactly what made certain players so good at certain drills or what how specifically the coaches what they were looking for in practice and just kind of just learning more about that side of it so we even talked about like like doing the prehab stuff and stuff like that we're like hey if you can't practice and you can't play well that's a perfect time to learn more about like the tactical side of the game because I mean you're not out there you're not gonna be out there playing and it's hard to kind of learn it as you're playing because you're in it but if you're able to like take that extra time when you are sitting out to just really sharpen that stuff up, then that's another big thing that's going to help you whenever you do come back. 100%. And then just building the relationship with the team because we talked about obviously you want to have friends and family around because after you do have surgery, depending on what it is, you're going to need them because <laughs> you're not going to – You're really going to need them. You're not going to be able to – like when I drove you back home from the hospital or like whenever – luckily like I was able to stay with my parents this last one a couple of days or even in college. It's like your buddies are going to have to be the ones that, that do help Take you because you, yeah, you're going to be on drugs. You can't, you can't drive. Yeah. You can't go get food, you can't cook. You're going to you might need help getting up the stairs. Simple stuff is them changing ice and stuff like that. But yeah. hey, if you're just secluded and you're just telling everybody to f off and all this stuff, it's like anyone going to help you whenever yeah. you <laughs> whenever you need them, you know? You definitely <laughs> yeah. need the community. That's yeah. important. But it's definitely that's definitely a good time to get get closer to the team and obviously closer to the coaches and everything like that when you are getting hurt. Cuz I know that's one thing like even we were kind of when I was coaching with you, that's one thing we wanted the boys to still do was we understand like Maybe at that age, coming to every practice might be a lot. But, hey, you can at least come to the games and support your team. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to want to see them on the sideline getting yeah. excited for you. Or maybe that person can give you some advice, you know. And then if the roles are reversed, I'm sure you'd want that person there. For sure. If you're the one injured, yeah. It's just it's normal. Like, yeah, if, yeah. if you're not already required to be at your team, yeah, training, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, as an injured player, maybe yeah. you're not playing at a high enough level just yet. But yeah. when you get to a higher level, mm-hmm. like – it's your responsibility. Yeah. You still have to be there. Exactly. And making sure that when you're there, you're there. You're not yeah. just there on your phone. You're not just there zoned out, pissed off at the world because you can't play. No, you can still be there, like, helping people, talking to people, taking stuff in, you really figuring out attitude, how stuff works. Bring that yeah. positive energy because yeah. what goes around comes around. Exactly. And, you know, if you're putting that out, it's going to come back to you. And, you know, I think that, like, that's definitely something that's important because, yeah. like, you can learn so much from just sitting on the outside yeah. about the game. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, we talked about earlier about your body, but, like, yeah. definitely about the game, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can make yourself of value to the team and help support the team in other ways yeah. than just playing. Yeah. And, and, and if you want to be a part of a championship culture, like, mm-hmm. that's what it takes. It yeah. takes more than just the players that are on the field. Exactly. And I remember whenever I was – I keep trying to tie it back to the college one. 
just because that's when, like, I think I was in the mindset that all of these ones need to be in, like, the people listening or, like, obviously the kids trying to train and stuff like that. Just another thing, I the biggest thing I think I remember was it was me, I was hurting, and my roommate at the time, Gabe, was hurt as well, and it was, like, just in the games, like, we'd be sitting on the bench and just kind of, like, stuff that we didn't notice because we were playing, not even just, like, game, but how, like, people were, like, communicating on the bench and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like getting on to teammates or having to like actually tell teammates like to shut up and stuff. Cause like, it's just, some of it's not positive. And yeah. it's like, it's, that's another thing you don't really realize when you're in the game. Cause you might not hear these little conversations that go right. on the side. And like, if you're just kind of there, you just, if you're just there and you don't really care about the team, you might just kind of let it go by. But if you are a big part of the team and you do care, like that's another part that you can help fix. And that's what a championship te- team needs. It needs people that are supportive of each other on the side. So that was one, that was probably one of the main things I remember I think was just, I was surprised at just some players, like how much they would just talk shit on other players on the team. Like, and you're stuff like that. And you're just kind of leaning over and it's like, Hey, like, who's that helping? What's that going to help in this situation? Like it doesn't. And I think a lot of times it takes people like needing to actually get called out on that to actually kind of realize that they're even doing it. Uh, Oh, you know? And that was, that was that. Yeah. I think that was like the biggest thing I noticed, man. It was just so weird. Yeah. It's like, that's something that you expect high-level players to just, like, have in them is the maturity and the positive Mm -hmm. attitude. But a lot of times they've never been enforced in whatever environments Mm -hmm. that they've been in. Because the coaches are focused typically on something else. The players that are really playing a part might be the ones on the field. The ones that aren't, maybe they're not there because they're not as good quite yet. But it's like that doesn't mean you just need to be bashing people, you know. It's like it's just kind of of learning it as it goes. But – yeah. So then once you kind of get past that initial stage and yeah. you move into more like gym type of recovery yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, obviously if you're in a college environment, like you're going to have it set up for you. If you're in yeah. a professional environment, you mm-hmm. have it set up for you. Yeah. But if you're not in that mm-hmm. and you are trying to be in that, yeah. there is infinite resources oh, yeah. online yeah. to help you understand how so to do the work. Yep. Yeah. Most people have health insurance if they've had a surgery, mm-hmm. right? And they have someone taking care of them on a physical therapy yeah. level. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's just like a very general physical therapist oh, who yeah. not, doesn't not, really yeah. understand like, like an athlete. sports yeah. performance. Yeah. And, and, and those, you know, can be helpful. They can give mm-hmm. you some basic exercises to help you like recover from whatever injury mm-hmm. you're dealing with and, yeah. and kind of get back to a base level of athleticism and fitness, but not to take you past that level. And so it's on you then Mm -hmm. to like take the responsibility to go in and pull the information Mm -hmm. that you need from all the resources that are available. I would even say the biggest one right now that, I mean, I can even think of is like, I mean, everyone has these, everyone has phones, everyone has Instagram has that. Like you just, you could, do a hashtag search. I mean, obviously YouTube's a big one, but even just YouTube, YouTube's a big one. There's books out there. There's stuff like that. But I would even say just like in a sense of even just like asking around, like everyone knows someone that might have gone through an injury that you can, that is That can give you the time of day. I mean, if, if someone came up like on your team or someone else, like just reached out and was like, Hey, like I had recently had surgery. I don't really have access to this, this, what are some recommendations? What do you think I should do? Anyone that's gone through that is going to give you at least a little bit of the time of day to go through it. For or sure. you can just Google, not Google, get on Instagram. You can find people in the area. You can find videos of people going through stuff. You can just reach out I, I to think, people. I think the main thing, like, you know, if you don't, 
Because physical therapy can be expensive, oh, especially yeah. if you're Definitely going is. two days a week, yeah. three days a week. Like, it adds up. Mm-hmm. And so there's a time where you have the physical therapist that you work with initially, mm-hmm. immediately following surgery. And then there's a time where you break off and start doing your own thing. Yeah. So it's like you'll have some exercises that you can continue from them. Yeah. But then literally just go to YouTube yeah. and search you know, knee rehab. Yeah. And you can just type in the, the, the week you're at or the week the level yeah, you're yeah, at exactly. or and the sport just you play. like Soccer, yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and yeah. it'll give you everything that you need mm-hmm. to know. And you yeah. just look, search through it. Find yeah. something that is good, makes sense for you. Yeah. Right? There, there are some, like, there are some accounts where they post really, really good informative mm-hmm. content. Yeah. Some channels, I, I should say, that post really good informative content um, that, you know, you, that can literally like walk you through the mm-hmm. process yeah. step by step week to week. And so it gives you a whole program and a lot of it is just for free yeah. on the internet. So then it's just a matter of like, okay, following a program, yeah. maybe you're taking bits and pieces from different programs Making to your build own. your own program. Yeah. Maybe you're just using someone else's program, mm-hmm. but you're following it every day yeah. and you're doing exactly what they say. And it's not that you have to necessarily like do anything fancy or like do these complex exercises. A lot of times it is just basic fundamental yeah. exercises like that a, you build on. Yeah, it's like a squat. It's like a lunge. It's like a balance thing. It's like stuff that you don't really maybe think is going to help you out in the long run, but it's like the most important stuff. And Absolutely. it's just making sure that whenever you are doing it uh, – I know you're definitely a more, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the word for it. I don't know if the word's like not calculated or might be focused in a sense. But I, cause I remember whenever you were doing your PT, like I would like watch you kind of do it. Or if I was there with you, like I would see how focused you were on making sure that when I'm going down and getting these 10 lunges, like I'm really focused on like my knee staying straight over my toe and I'm going slow with it. Just being intentional. Me, that's the word intentional. Me, on the other hand, I am intentional with it in a sense, but. I'm not patient. Right. So that's one thing I found myself having to make sure I do is like not going through it. Not just, okay, if I had to do three sets of 10, I'm going to knock these out. Exactly. But it's like, hey, I'm going to go slow on these, make sure I'm doing it right. It might take a little longer. It might be a little more tedious, but I know if I really focus on this, then it's going to give me the most benefit. It's going to help me get back quicker. And then yeah. it's ultimately going to get you to the point where you are going through the workouts a little quicker. But I would say kind of like that, like what you said, and just intentional with it. Even when you see these videos, like really making sure that you're paying attention to the stuff that you're doing. Yeah, Control is everything. Control, mobility at this Mm -hmm. stage is really important. Like, I think that, you know, in these times also, we're starting to move more into more natural types of like strength training. Yeah. Where it's not just like, throwing up a bunch of weight oh, like on a, on a power clean oh, or, i want to squat so bad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm never squatting again <laughs> like just ridiculous things yeah, yeah, yeah and it's starting to move more towards that but yeah which is good you know that that is necessary like mm-hmm. the the proprioception like yeah. you know connecting the brain to the body like mm-hmm. you have to be focused on your movements and and focus on the control of your body more mm-hmm. than anything else yeah um but you know then even as you progress through that and and maybe start to do some field work mm. you know anytime you introduce something new or you take a step forward 
your body is going to respond to it either either in a good way or a bad way. Yeah. And and it's on you to understand like what your body is telling you. Yeah. You know, so like sometimes you might go do something new. It might be your first field session. You're not really uh, with the team just yet. You're doing some individual work. Yeah. It's the first time you're really making like real sport like movements. Yeah. Doing some sprints, some ladder work, some yeah jumps maybe stuff like that yeah. maybe the next day you know you feel good afterwards you ice you mm. you know you do what you do you hydrate you eat right maybe you get some mobility work in at some point but then the next day you feel really sore like Oof. achy you know and yeah. you're like oh no i i you know did something like mm. something's wrong yeah well a lot of times that's just like inflammation yeah inflammation you know? scar tissue scar stuff tissue stuff like that yeah uh, sometimes you might even like like if it's a knee or an ankle or like a joint mm. like that, you might after a surgery like, you know, make a movement and feel like a little pop. Sometimes that's nothing too. That can just yeah. be scar tissue, exactly. right? So, you know, there's some of that fear that we have to break through. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like if there are pains, understanding that hey, that's probably where we should yeah stop for now. Mm. Like understanding not the pushing yourself thing. past yeah. that point. Yeah. But just taking those baby steps and continuing yeah. to like stretch your horizons a mm-hmm. little bit more, yeah, stretch exactly. your boundaries a little bit yeah. more. And that's another part is where you can check YouTube or even like I'm sure there's podcasts out there and stuff just to really make sure the pain that you are feeling is something that's not something to like deter you from doing what you're doing. Yes. Just like you're saying, it's like it's just kind of strengthening it. Like even like with this one. So with this one, they actually repaired it mm-hmm. with these two. They took them out. And so I've experienced, like, a different recovery for this one. It's, like, a longer recovery in a sense as opposed to be being back out there doing everything in, like, six weeks. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's times where I've even, like, texted or called Emily, and I'm like, hey, this feels weird. Yeah. Is this? And she's like, oh, you're fine. Don't be a baby. Or she's like, there's just not enough muscle there, so that's moving around, and this is doing that. And it's just even, like, like me having gone through two surgeries and now three and doing that, like, I still had that same thought you were just talking about type of thing. But just knowing that, okay, this isn't bad, and then – now, when I go work out the next time, like I'm still like making sure I'm not doing anything too crazy. But then when I am feeling pain the next day, I'm just like taking care of it, making yeah. sure it's just the right being thing. more aware. That's that's the biggest thing yeah. is just being aware of it and like really just listening to your body type of, of thing course. is. And that's another thing where it's like people that's oh, man, some people like who don't ever get injured. Trying to like talk to him about stuff like this, and like, oh, just go through the pain, like, oh, it's that. It's like, nah, man, you're not supposed to, dude. Like, don't do like, that. You can call me all the words you want in the world, but <laughs> hey, I'm I'm doing what I can now, and I'm gonna be back there in no time. But if I listen to you and you're not a doctor or you haven't been through it, then I'm probably gonna be right back where I was four weeks ago. Yep, a month ago. So it goes back to the word I think you said it earlier: patience. Yeah, Is, patience. that's that's the time where you just got to start being patient. Like, good time to learn. You're gonna have if you don't have it. You know, once you start like getting out of the gym and onto the field, like you still need to be doing your gym work. You yeah. still need to keep up with all your strength mm-hmm. work and make that a part of your lifestyle. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you need to start introducing like what you do for your activity, for your sport. Yeah. And so that's a process in itself. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. you start getting back on the field, you have minor little setbacks yeah. that aren't detrimental, mm-hmm. but you know, it's important to like continue moving past them mm-hmm. at a rate that is comfortable for yeah. you, that your body can handle, that mm-hmm. your mind can handle. Yeah. And so it is being patient through mm-hmm. those times when you have those setbacks, not yeah. thinking it's the end of the world, not, 
you know, um, just like getting, getting down on yourself about it and wanting to give up because, you know, it, it's, it's a process that's going to now continue for the rest of your life. Now that yeah. you're aware of like what can happen to your body, if you don't do the things that you need to do mm-hmm. now that you're aware of what you actually need to do to like take care of it properly. Now it's just like a lifelong yeah. journey yeah. process, like of mm-hmm. just like, you know, building, maintaining, yeah. building, maintaining, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's, it's that just cycle over yeah. and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And even like you talking about, uh, just kind of whenever you are reintroduced to the field and stuff for those that have been injured, like obviously whenever you do, it's like you have stuff, you have something taken away from you that you've never had before. Kind of like you mentioned, like your love for the game. So then it's just really like learning to love every part that you're able to do when you do come back. Mm-hmm. So it's like, once you get hurt, it's like, okay, well, I can't ride a bike or do this until that point, but now I can bike. It's like, okay, well now I can, don't take that for granted. And then when now you can run again, it's like, don't take that for granted. And then the most frustrating part I would say of all of it is whenever you can start doing the ball work with like the PT, maybe with another coach mm-hmm. on the field, but it's not that. I think it's whenever you're allowed to go back to practice, but it's the non-contact. And it's like, I think that's probably one of the biggest parts is just making sure that you aren't taking that part for granted. Because that's the first taste of you getting back to where you were before. So it's just making sure that when you're out there doing that, even if it's something something as simple as just passing a ball or balancing on something and doing your just like touches to another player in the air, it's just really focusing on those things, giving it all you can and not just being like, oh, I wish I was going to be in the rest of the session. Yep. And I think that's ultimately for the ones we're talking to with this is like you'll it also kind of helps you realize if you do love the game or not because that because man whenever you get back out there and you get the cleats back on and the practice kit back on and oh it feels like christmas man <laughs> it does it does it's a great feeling yeah. like taking those first steps exactly taking that yeah. first ball but mm-hmm. you know you're right it, it, it does like make you appreciate it a lot more yeah all the little things that you never thought about like you being able to to just jog with the team or you being able to get in the stretching lines or doing being able to do like the speed and agility at the beginning yeah. or the, the passing drills and stuff like that. Like you didn't realize how much you loved fitness. Oh you know yeah, what I mean? like, I'll tell you what, I can't wait to go run again. Yeah. I'm sure after a month it might go away, but who knows, man, I can't wait to just get but back out there. That's and run what again. it is. It's like, yeah. that's your job, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. it, whether you love your job or not, there are certain things that you have to do. Yeah. And if, if you love your job, then doing those little things to mm-hmm. make yourself better at it or to just do the job yeah. are enjoyable because you love what you do. Yeah. But if you don't love it, then obviously those aren't things that you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and no one telling you to do it is going to make you do it, no. right? No. So sometimes injuries can be the best thing for people if you oh, have exactly. the right mindset yeah. about it. Yeah. If you get hurt you know, and you really do love what you do, then it just puts everything into perspective and going through that, that experience mm-hmm. forces you to become better because now you have to put focus into all the little details that make you successful. Yeah. Or on the flip side of it, you realize that, Hey, it, you don't really love it. You don't really want to yeah. do it and you just don't waste yeah. your time with it. Anymore. Or maybe, or maybe it is time yeah. to hang it up. You know I mean? We know, I mean, Kenzie works with us. It's like she's she had to end her career early. I know plenty of people that, even though they didn't want to end their career earlier, they they had to. And I mean that that happens to some people, and it's not like that they really want to. It's just I mean, some people like have to, you know. Yeah. 
or at a certain point, it's like, well, if, if this keeps happening, is it going to, is it something where I really want to keep putting all of my effort into? And similar, like you said, it's like, you could still love the game just as much as the person that, that does come back from the injury, but maybe it's just not, maybe it's just what, like, you know, God has meant for you, or maybe it's just your career kind of coming towards an end. Yeah. As, as sad as that sounds, but I mean, you know, like my press and my best friend, someone I live with, obviously, is someone I want to have on the podcast because I think he'd be a good person to talk to, but he was someone where God tore his first ACL, I think, in eighth grade, and then he tore his next one in tenth grade, and at that That's point, horrible. and at that point going through it, I mean, literally his first one, he couldn't have surgery because he was too young for it. That's... Yeah, and it's like, it's like in those situations when someone like physically have to stop because it's like they just can't do it anymore you know yeah and so then if you're someone who does love the game then and you can do it more and you do want to do it more it's like might as well do it for obviously do it for yourself do it for your team but then do it for the people that can't that's kind of one thing I looked at it as whenever I kind of hurt my first one I was like oh well like I know plenty of people that have been through this and I know plenty of people that have had one injury or two injuries and they couldn't play anymore. And it's like, I still have the love for the game. I need to really focus on this to make sure that I do get back. Yeah. Type of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And again, it's just not something that you can ever really fully understand until you go through it. So if you're a player out there that just went through a major injury or you've been through an injury and it's still kind of lingering or, you know, you fortunately you have not had any so far, but uh, it could happen in the future, so it's something mm-hmm. to be aware of and, and, yeah. and start to get on top of before it actually happens, and it starts with your mindset. So if mm-hmm. you can just like approach it with a positive attitude and try to take care of all the little things, you're going to come out better on the other side, and that's the most important thing. Yeah. So For sure. everyone's journey and path is different, yeah. uh, but always just stay focused on what you can be doing to make mm-hmm. yourself a little bit better than the day before, yeah. wherever you're at. And then even just making sure that if you are the one that gets injured, maybe you aren't the one that gets injured, just making sure that you are checking on those who do, like your teammates. You're still like, you're still asking them how they're doing. You're still talking to them. You're still including them in stuff. You're still just helping them out. And then whenever they do get back, just showing them like how happy you are that they got back, you know, letting them know that like you're glad they're back. Yeah. That they've like obviously maybe acknowledge the work they did. You know, you get what I'm goes saying? It goes a long way. Yeah, it goes a long goes way because, like you said, it could be you in those shoes next time. And you're going to want a support system there. Definitely. At the end of the day, the team is a support system, so you want them want them behind you fully. 100%. Yeah, man. Well, that's all we got for today, guys. Footy Pod 35, Overcoming Injuries. Hope it was of value to you. If it was, be sure to like, subscribe, and all those things. Until next time, peace. Peace. <laughs>